Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski, the Denver Desert Dog, podcasting live from the New Digs. Um, we're here previewing week five. Joining me, Eddie Mitchell from the Steel Curtain. I'm limping in this week, Matt. Limping in? Limping in, man. You've lost, lost faith in the fantasy world? Just for our league. And uh, also joining us are, is uh, from Teabag. <laughs> it's good to be here, Matt. Yep. Um, here to talk in week five. Uh, Shane's got a trivia question to start off for us. All right. Well, we're at the quarter pole. Uh, I guess we're not getting our quarter pole podcast like we did last year. No. Um, that idea that got shot down. That took some prep last year. <laughs> we're not about that life anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're more of a run raggage kind of show this year. Um <laughs> But anyway, I want to see how much you guys have been following along through the first month of the season. We are going to do some top fives um, at each position. Oh, nice. So, I guess we'll go ahead. You guys want to pick a pick a position and we'll go with it? Or do you want me to? Yeah, what do you think? Whatever you want. All right, well, we'll start at the quarterback then. Uh, can you guys name the top five in points per game we're going to go? Not total points. Average points per, per week. Matty Ice is number one, killing the field, 27.9. All right. Derek Carr. He said Derek Carr. Derek Carr is fifth, 21 a game. I'll go uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees is third, 21.7. Cam Newton. Cam Newton is sixth, so he just missed the list. That's because that injury this week, because even against the Broncos, he scored like 21. Let's go with um, Big Ben. Ben is fourth after that big game, 21.1. I got a guess, but I don't think it's right. But I'll go with it. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is not. I believe he is eighth. Russ. Russell Russell. It is is not RW1. What are we looking for, number two here? We're looking for number two, yes. Andrew Luck is seven, by the way. Is it? It's not. No, it's not. Um, points per game, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, number two, 22 and a half through three games so far. He had that big game against uh, the Lions? Yeah. The Albright Lions. <laughs> All right, let's slide over to running back. I'm gonna. This is a little caveat. D'Angelo is number five right now. I'm not going to make you get him. So, so there are two guys tied for number six who would be in the five spot. I'm going to take D'Angelo off the list. All right. DeMarco Murray. He is number one at 22 a game. David Johnson. Number three, 18 and a half. <laughs> Devontae Freeman. Is not on the list. Zeke. Oh, yeah, Zeke. Zeke is not on the list either. He Mm -hmm. is tied technically seventh. Zeke is seventh. Not enough touchdowns. Freeman is 12th. What about Matt Forte? Matt Forte is eighth. 
know Fedley kept telling me he has three top five backs, but that was a week ago, so. Um, LaShawn McCoy. Shady is number four at 18 a game. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, number two. Almost almost putting up as much as he got paid in the draft. 18.7. Nice. Is that it, or we got one more? There's two guys tied for number five. One. Hill. What do you say? He said Jeremy Hill. It is not Hill. Uh, Hill is down the list a little bit. CJ Anderson. It is not CJ either. He is 11. We don't know anything. There's one guy that you would expect to probably be pretty pretty close to the top five, and one guy we certainly did not expect to be there. Off to a great start this Christine year. Christine Michael. That's my next guess, too. He is 12 or 13? 13? 13? Wow. Oh, Isaiah Crowell. Crowell is one of them. I'm going to give the other one so we can move along. Carlos Hyde is tied right. with Isaiah That's Crowell. Nice uh, let's move over to wide receiver. This should be a little easier. Julio Jones. Julio Jones is number one. 20.2 a week. And he said Brown. Antonio Brown is number two. Well, tied for number two at 19.2. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is number seven. That's stupid. AJ Green. AJ Green is tied with Antonio at 19.2. <clears throat> Any tough ones here? Um, Marvin Jones. I was just going to say there's one that's kind of tough, but it should be able, be able to get between one of the guys on here. Marvin Jones is number four, 18.7. So we got one more to get? One more to get. Fifth one? Yep. Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is number nine. Not Odell Beckham Jr. Sorry. It is not. <clears throat> so is it Jordy? He had a big week in there. It is yeah. Jordy Nelson. He is uh, fifth at 18 points a game. Just a, a note here: six and uh, six and eight. Michael Crabtree and Will Fuller. Nice. Pretty. Uh, wouldn't expect those guys to be that far up there at top ten. Fuller's a stud. Make uh, me an offer. <laughs> Let's move over to tight end. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed is number two at 12.7. Um, Greg Olson. Olson's number one, 15.1. Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph's number three, 12.4. James is 17, so <laughs> he, he, he is not there. <laughs> Witness 14, so he, he's not there yet. Um, 
can't even think of any good tight ends. Delaney, because he didn't play a couple games. Jimmy Graham? Jimmy Graham is seven. Delaney Walker's got to be up there because he missed two games. Or one gamer. No, but I think Travis Kelsey might be up Travis there. Kelsey is number four. No, and I'm going to give you the last one. Zach Miller. Ah, uh, yeah. Number Been five right now. Been good the last two weeks. Been good the last two weeks. Delaney Walker is not on the list. Sorry, Ed. And I know you guys don't like defense and kickers, so we're gonna we're gonna skip over the defense and kicker part. No one cares. Vikings. <laughs> Vikings, Eagles, Broncos. They're the good ones. All right. Um, let's quickly talk waiver wire. We're doing this show on a. Wednesday, so the um, waiver wire hasn't gone through yet. Um, anybody you guys are expecting, maybe some big numbers out there for this week. I think I think Carson Wentz might be a might be a popular bid this week. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I feel like quarterbacks. I'm not sure that there's a high number that goes on them for pickups, but I think this is the week to get them and for someone that needs a quarterback like Butler. Um, playing against Detroit, Detroit's pretty bad, so I think he's definitely going to be the quarterback pickup of the week, so I think that number could escalate, considering he seems like he's one of the only options out there. Yeah, I was going to say, Wentz is going to be a guy that I figure will get picked up this week. I don't know how high his price tag gets, but I mean, we're running into some bye weeks now where guys are going to need, need some fill-ins, and Wentz certainly looks like a good option right now. Um, I could see him going for somewhere between 5 and 10, maybe. Yeah, Butler has uh, Wilson on a bye. Sure has Breeze on a bye. I know Papa Kaz is throwing around the idea of uh, making a run at a quarterback because of scams injury. So definitely some interest in the running back position, or quarterback position. Um, second week in a row with no real interesting running backs on the wire. Yeah, not a whole lot out there. Um, I'm probably the one that looks at the running backs yeah. more than anyone, and there's just not a whole lot that, that's gaining my interest this week as far as uh, as far as pickups. What do you guys think about um, Martellus Bennett possibly? Um, you know, Gronk's banged up, Brady back. I think Bennett could have a nice role. He's had two really good games so far this year. Good matchup against the Browns, too. He's had two really big stinkers, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta feel like his value increases though with Brady back. Um, as long as Gronk's still not not healthy enough to play a full game, um, everyone I feel like in the Patriots offense has to go up a little bit. You would think. So there's some uh, some decent streaming defense options this week too: uh, Bills, Rams, Dolphins, Titans, Packers, all projected for um, double-digit points at the defense spot. So. That's one position I haven't been able to get right yet this this year, so <laughs> I'm going to take a stab at one of those guys, and we'll see what happens. Otherwise, uh, any I know, Eddie, you were the Dontrell Inman guy last year. Any interest in him? Not necessarily for you, but should anyone be interested in him? I'm not sure. I think it's become harder than we thought it would be to pinpoint where the targets are going to go. With Keenan Allen down, it seems like it's going to be a different guy each week. It seems like their game plan and who it's going to be. Gets, I mean, if if you 
catch him on the right week, it seems like it could be good. But I, someone's probably going to pick him up chasing last week and get disappointed. It, it happens all the time. Someone's going to chase the week before. And that just never seems to pan out. Um, so it's going to flip back and forth between Edmund Williams and uh, Benjamin Weekly, I feel like. I don't think anyone's going to get big games out of them regularly. I think Benjamin has to be the safest guy in that passing game, though. Here's here's a name uh, on the wire. This is a guy that was supposed to be pretty good when he came into the league. Never really amounted to what I think people thought he might be. Has a big game last week, obviously two touchdowns. Brian Quick. Um, is he love Brian Quick. I did. I actually thought the guy was going to be pretty good. Uh, never really amounted to anything. Part of it has to do with the quarterback situation, but I mean I know he only caught two balls. They were both touchdowns last week. Um, is there? There's not a whole lot of targets. That are better than him in the in his offense. Is he worth a pickup? Um, might be this week against the Bills. Pretty suspect. Past the, um, I could see it maybe being an option. Are you just asking your opinion? Our opinion? Yeah, I'm just asking. Your, I, I'm I'm not picking him up. I'm I'm good at receiver for now. <laughs> One more name I just want to throw out there: Anquan Bolden. Been pretty good so far. Seems to be the red zone guy. Ebron likely to be out this week. Tate's in the doghouse. Um, I can see someone making a run at Bolden. Um, you guys have any interest in Anquan Bolden? No. I personally do not, but, I mean, someone if you're desperate on the bye weeks, you get hit with a couple of wide receiver bye weeks, then sure, why not? All right. Well, with that being said, let's get into the Week 5 matchups. Uh, we'll start off this week with the Cooper Clucks plan. And the Perkyon Power uh, clan dealing with some, uh, I don't want to call them injuries. Forte's banged up. Tate's doghouse, like I mentioned. Tevin Coleman dealing with the sickle cell. Um, you know, he's questionable for how much he's going to be involved this week. But question here for uh, Fedley would be Quincy and Nunwa. What do you guys expect from Nunwa this week? Um, you know, Eric Decker, maybe a potential season-ending injury with the shoulder. How do you guys feel about a noon one moving forward on the Jets? Did you say that he has a potential season-ender with the shoulder? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, um, he's, he, said he's gonna, he said he's going to have to play through severe pain if he's going to play this year. So. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a... A big uptick for Enunwa. Um, he's had a he's had seven, six, four, and six grabs, so he's been a part of the offense. Um, I think it seems like he's safe. He's going to get about five grabs a game, so um, I think it's a decent guy to slot in there going forward, especially until he gets Moncrief back. I kind of like Enunwa. Uh I think he fits pretty good. Um, obviously, the Jets' passing game hasn't really been clicking on all cylinders, but. He's been involved, and uh, he seems to get a lot of targets. So, certainly worth a, a flex play. Um, looks like Fegley has him slotted in at a wide receiver two spot this week. Um, doesn't really necessarily mean that's where he's at, but it, he's, he's a flex guy for me. All right, uh, move over to the Perky on Power. I'm going to ask a question about one of his wide receivers. You touched on him earlier, Shane uh, Michael Crabtree. You guys think that there's a chance that he has supplanted Amari Cooper as the number one option in Oakland? 
he's certainly become the red zone threat. I think I said it a couple weeks ago that he didn't need um, Marshall and Decker to, to, to continue the wide receiver one run because Crabtree was going to score some touchdowns to the red zone threat um, to catch three touchdowns on seven catches. I mean, that's you're not going to get that often. Um, but Cooper's got a big beat coming here. You, you just feel it coming. It's just a matter of when it's going to be. I mean, I can't imagine that Crabtree's going to catch 20 touchdowns this year, so it's 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 going to flip here soon, I think. Um, he's just kind of been the guy in the early going here. Well, Cooper's the better player. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that, in fantasy purposes, that Crabtree can't be the number one guy. Um, Cooper's much much more talented. But Crabtree's a veteran guy and uh, been around the league now for a little while. Seems to find his way into the end zone a lot. Um, I think moving forward, Cooper. I'll take Cooper the rest of the way over Crabtree, but Crabtree's solid. It's closer than you think. Yeah, I'd be happy to own either of them, and I think both are in line for a pretty good week against San Diego this week. So um, I think they're both definitely wide receiver twos uh, moving forward. Who you guys got winning in the clan power matchup? I will take the clan. I'll take the power as well. Should be a pretty close matchup, though. I think these are uh, two pretty even teams this week. To move over to the top two teams. Um, I think they're the top two teams in the LA division, the Hammer and the Patriots. That's correct. Pretty good matchup here. Um Papakaz is a little concerned. He's got a lot of cues, as he would say, in his lineup. Uh, start off with Papakaz's team. Um, Kevin White on IR, out for the next eight weeks. Is Eddie Royal a legitimate starting option now in our league uh, with that news and Jeffrey being banged up and Hoyer looking pretty good in the Chicago lineup? Yeah, I think he has to be. Because of the two flex option, I think it allows some guys to make lineups that don't in other leagues. Um, it seems like he stepped up last week, seven for 111 and a touchdown. It's his second touchdown of the, the season. At 13, 13, and then a stinker with three, and then 21 points. So he's been doing it. Um, I think he, if you're going to slot him in there, you're happy with the consistency you're getting out of him, I guess. Um, think that his catch totals are just going to climb without Kevin White in there, who really didn't look very good to begin with. No, he's not. Um, we've seen this before in the past with him. He has a couple good games early in the season. Um, he kind of fades away as the season goes along. Uh, I think that's more of the same here for Royal. But doesn't mean you can't start him now. Um, he's shown that early in the season he's, he's a decent, decent play sometimes. But I don't see his consistency lasting throughout the course of the season. Um, he seems to fade away. I think he's a must-start this week, though, at Indy. Um, even though Papa Klaus will have two Bears wide receivers in there. Colts are a bad football team. Uh, really, really bad football team. So I think Royal is a good starting option this week. Uh, bonus question for Papa Klaus. Now that we've seen the Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams, I don't want to call it an ex- experiment, but... Um, Eddie, I guess this is, question is more for you, but 
what what is D'Angelo's role? What what are we expecting from him moving forward? I, I think um, he's gonna disappear, kind of like we thought he was. I thought he was gonna have more of a role. It seemed like it seems like they want both of them on the field, um, but it seems like they want to use. Bell as a pass catcher more than they want to use D'Angelo as a runner. So I think that's why they're more on the field at the same time. He only got four carries last week. Uh, did punch one in the end zone, but you could tell it was definitely uh, ways to get Bell the ball more than it was ways to get D'Angelo the ball. So I think he's going to disappear more than I expected. I thought they would use him a lot more than four carries, um, <clears throat> especially with the game flow. I think with how big they were up and the fact that he still only got four carries, I think it's definitely a concern because it's a close game I, I can only imagine what his carries go to so as long as Bell's healthy I think he disappears like a lot of people thought I was on the other end of it I thought he'd still have a, a decent role but I don't see it yeah for me this was a big concern going into last week what was going to happen there I, I thought for sure that D'Angelo was going to remain uh, maybe a somewhere just south of 10 carry a game guy maybe like a 8 to 10 touches per game um, but that didn't seem to be the case um, they just kind of gave Bell the ball and said, let's go <laughs> right away. Didn't get, didn't even want to break him in. Just, just said, Hey, cheers now go for it. And obviously it's exciting for my team. Um, I don't know at this point. I mean, he's still, I think he's still to stash D'Angelo, but you can't play him. Yeah. It's interesting. Like Eddie touched on D'Angelo was on the field a ton, but, um, the touches just weren't there. So it's going to be interesting moving forward. I think this might be an opportunity to play D'Angelo this week instead of Aaron Foster for Papakaz. Um, but you're really hoping for a touchdown at this point just because I don't know if you can guarantee he's going to get double-digit touches at this point. Um, question for Butler's team. He's got Pierre Garcon in the flex. That's obviously an issue. Uh, Chris Johnson and Shane Green on the IR just sitting on his bench. Um, what's the move? What's the move for the hammer? Is he just going to ride out the studs? Well, just I'll start out here. We got some inside information last night. He said Pierre Garcon will score a touchdown this week. Oh. Um, he told me that information. So Garcon's getting in the end zone for the hammer this weekend, evidently. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't know what the move is. Um, he had a great pickup with Terrell Pryor. Mm-hmm. That, that certainly helped. Um, he's hit on Gordon. Uh, Green's been awesome. Brown's been awesome as as always. Um, he's got those big big play potential guys. It's going to come down to whether or not he can fill in those those extra flex spots. And he got one with Pryor, it looks like. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This team conf- confuses me. I, I don't understand the big weeks. I want to hate this team, but he keeps scoring and keeps scoring and keeps scoring. Um, the prior experiment isn't going to last. You could say he got a great pickup, but if he doesn't get in the end zone last week, he's right back down at that you know, six points that he had around the first two weeks. Um, Miami's awful. They kind of caught him off guard with what they did with Miami, but I, that's not going to last. Um, Pryor's going to become pretty bad, I think, pretty quickly. Alright, who you guys got winning this week? I'll take the hammer. I'm gonna go with 
those first big play guys in green and brown. I'm going to take the hammer. All right, so we all think Papa Kaz uh, will not be undefeated after this week, which means every team in the league will have a loss. Switch over to the Favre division. Uh, team Ice Cream versus Fleetwood Franchise. Um, talk about Team Ice Cream here first. We saw a big week from Zeke last week. Um, does he have a shot to be the number one running back in the league this year? Yeah, I, th- I think if he finds the end zone more, I, I think he does have a shot. I mean, the volume's there. They, he's clearly a part of the offense. Um, they're not, like I said a couple shows ago, they, they definitely aren't concerned about the fumbling issues. He's going to get the ball a ton. Um, over 20 rushing attempts in each and every game so far. Um, the thing for me that is kind of surprising is the fact that he doesn't have more than two catches in a game yet. Um, you thought he would be more involved in the passing game. Um, maybe that'll come, who knows. Uh, but the volume is certainly there, and that's one thing that puts him above a lot of guys. There's not a whole lot of guys that get 20 carries a game anymore, and he certainly is. Certainly does. Certainly does. Uh, looked pretty good last week. Talk about how good the offensive line is for the Cowboys. They like to run the ball. And... I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I, th- I think the one thing that might hold him back is exactly what Ed said. Not enough catches out of the backfield to add those extra points, but certainly a guy that, that can get near the, the century mark every week out of the backfield just running the ball. So definitely has a chance of being the number one back. Yeah, he looks great. Um, I was, I'm definitely surprised about the passing game involvement too, Ed, especially with the fact that there are rookie quarterbacks out there. I thought Prescott would lean on him. Um, Hasn't really been the case so far. Let's move over to Storms' team, Fleetwood franchise. Just a general question for the whole team. Um, looks like there are some brutal matchups this week. The lineup's not outstanding. Um, how much are they going to struggle this week, do you guys think? Well, a lot. Their whole team's on bye. Yeah. Um. Ingram, Macklin, <laughs> Cooks, Julius Thomas, TJ Yeldon, all on bye. Woodhead, obviously, out for the year. Yeah, um, obviously has to pick someone up for his flex spot right now. Um, doesn't have anyone. I guess he's going to have to drop one of those guys. I, I'm guessing it's Julius Thomas gets the hook this week. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, got to pick someone up there. But, yeah, just a brutal week it's looking like uh, shaping up for the franchise this week. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Anytime you see a lot of your point producers or your potential point producers on by, it's definitely a concern. Um, I can't believe the question wasn't John Coon related. Oh, you think he should pick up John Coon? No, but I he's thought on we were going to go. <laughs> What's that? Because he's on by this week. Yeah, I know. But no. I thought we were going to ask, is John Coon a concern for Ingram going forward? I don't think he is. That That's a you thing, dude. I, <laughs> I think that was just a stupid game. We've seen him do that one or two weeks a year, even in Green Bay. I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's a little fluky. So no concern about Ingram? No. I'd trade for him right now. 
But, yeah, running out Theo Riddick and DeAndre Washington at the running back position, definitely not a spot you want to be in. Victor Cruz is a wide receiver, too. Another spot you don't want to be in. Uh, Cardinals at San Francisco have a real shot to be his top producer this week. So with that being said, let's. Uh, I'll pick our winners for this matchup. I'll take ice cream. Yeah. I'll take ice cream in a blowout. <laughs> it's gonna get ugly this weekend. And that would put uh, Storms at two and three. <laughs> so he won the first two. Shane's still hanging tough with, uh, with his <laughs> prediction. All right, we move back over to the Elway division. The two unluckiest squads in the league so far: Steel Curtain and Bull Weevils. Ed, do you want to touch on that before we get into the matchup? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. All right. Um, question for Eddie's team. Jordan Howard, is he a top 15 running back rest of the way? Uh, looked really good last week. I hope so. This week he is. <laughs> um, that Indianapolis defense is terrible. They, I watched that whole game Sunday morning, and there's just holes everywhere. Um, you can run at will. You can do anything you want against them. Uh, <laughs> you, you literally, there's nothing you can't do against that defense. Um, Sokramardi got benched and then cut. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, they just have no no playmakers, really, on, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Vontae Davis is probably their, their best player on defense, and there's just room everywhere. I think if... Uh... If the 12 of us got together and Papa Cos coached us, I think the 11 other ones playing the field, I think we might be able to put up 20 points in the Colts. Yeah, they're, they're pathetic. <laughs> um, also, another bonus question for the Steel Curtain. Hunter Henry, it's not really a question, more a statement. Hunter Henry looks like he's a legitimate fantasy player. Yeah, I mean, he was great in college. I was I'm just wondering how much of his production is due to the the injuries um, in San Diego. I'm mean, not that it matters this year. I mean, obviously it's over now. Those guys are gone. Um, I think that the might answer our question that we talked about earlier. Maybe he is the the beneficiary um, of the injuries of Keenan Allen and, and Danny Woodhead um, getting a few extra looks the last couple of weeks. Eddie, your team's fascinating this week. I have so many questions I want to ask. Are, like, I'm just going to keep going. We're just going to do some rapid-fire steel curtain segment here. Are you worried about Charles Sims? Sure. I'm worried about all of them. <laughs> they all suck. Um, what about Aguayo? Are you going to hold on to him? I, uh, I know it's kicker. It's not really important, but he's been, he hasn't been good. No, he's atrocious. I just don't ever care about my kicker. And finally, my last question, Trevor Simeon. Are, I don't want you to give away too much, but are you planning on holding on to him 
Um, because that could be a great matchup this week if he's healthy and playing against Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's been the worst team against quarterbacks this year. Don't know. I haven't thought about Eli Manning sucks. I know that much. <laughs> your text. That's my, that's my if you watch that game, 90% of his pass attempts were spikes into the ground at a running back's feet. It's embarrassing. That team sucks. They're awful. He's coming off his best season ever under McAdoo, and now he looks like the Eli Manning of five years ago. That is awful. I, I don't know if I have the math exactly correct, but didn't he win the Super Bowl five years ago? <laughs> yeah, probably because of a ridiculous catch because he sucks. <laughs> that was the helmet play, I believe. No, that was the... Oh, no, that was the second one. Second one on the out-of-bounds right, catch. Right, right through Westworld, your paws. Yeah. Stein's still a little salty about that. <laughs> um, all right, let's move over to the Bull Weevils. Right now he's got Allen Robinson in his flex spot on by. Uh, he's obviously made some lineup changes, though, because he's got Ertz back in there and Sproles at the running back. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not really sure what his plan is here with Allen Robinson. But um, what do you guys expect from Zach Ertz coming back at the tight end spot? <laughs> not the best question. <laughs> not a big arts fan um just don't really like the guy I, I don't know i think it's so far it's, it's looked like it's it's jordan matthew's show right now in philadelphia um he, he's the kind of guy the guy that you want to own on, on the eagles passing attack but i guess with Ertz coming back he he's got to get some red zone looks um i'm sure so you gotta you gotta have him in your lineup for that reason i think he's still playable at tight end side note on zach Ertz, fiance on the u.s women's national team absolute smoke um, go ahead and check that out. Um, ben, what do you guys think about Big Ben this week? I know the Jets have kind of a good defense, maybe at least a good front four, um, but Ben's at home, and we've talked about that. Um, I love Ben this week. I think he might be my Yeah, Bengals, the, Jet, the Jets are awful against the pass. Still pretty good against the run. Awful against the pass. you got to like Ben. Uh, total's pretty high in that game. I'm expecting a lot of points. Um, I think I might save this one for one of my bold predictions. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'll have to start working on those. Um, all right, who you guys got winning? Weevils versus Curtain. I'll take the, I'll take the Weevils. Man, um, the Weevils seem to put up a lot of points, and so does everyone that plays them. I think it's going to be the same case this week. I'm going to take the Curtain. Nice. How does that feel, Ed? Love the matchup for Manning on Sunday Night Football. Love the matchup for Howard. Uh, I think Blunt gets in the end zone. Um, yeah, like Latavius Murray's matchup. It's a good matchup, Ted. All right, let's move. You like Latavius Murray to do something on four carries? That's about all he's getting now. He was in a walking <laughs> boot today, too. So what? He was in a walking boot today. Yeah, he runs like he's in a wheelchair. 
I'm not sure you can run in a wheelchair, but um, we'll save that for the next podcast. We'll get some, some follow-up feedback on that. Um, let's move over to the best team in the Favre division. Take your ball and go home against Abusement Park. Um, Easy. Start off with the go-homers that obviously get Tom Brady back. I don't really want to talk about that. Um I think Fozzie Whitaker might be a nice matchup this week. Any consideration there, Shane? Well, I certainly haven't been able to pick the right running back so far this year. Um, not last week, anyway. I had three guys that were in double digits, and I picked the guy that got three touches for 1.2. Um, and you still won. I still won. But, but yeah, I, I, I think that one of the Carolina running backs is, is going to be the play. I don't know which one. Um, I just don't know where I could put him in in my lineup, though. Um, kind of tough to take Bell or McKinnon out uh, after the way McKinnon looked on, on Monday night. So I certainly can't take Bell out of your lineup. And if McKinnon's going to get the touches that he got Monday night and the way he looked, um, kind of hard-pressed to take him out. Uh, I guess at that point it will have to be one of my receivers, and, and I don't see one of those guys that I can take out right now. Get that bum Benjamin out of your lineup. <laughs> Eddie, what do you think about Fozzie Whitaker? Stinks. <laughs> you can't. You can't tell me you're going to rely on a guy to get nine catches and three carries and think he's going to be fantasy relevant. It's not there. You're overthinking it. He can't be in your lineup. There's no place for him. You're exactly right. You can't sit McKinnon or Bell, and your receivers are too good to pull any of them. Shane's team is so good, isn't it? Really good. You guys are the worst. Dude, your team is good. Just a couple weeks ago, you told me I had the worst team in the league. At that point, you did. <laughs> At that point, you did. Now, now I did. Now it's your team is loaded. <clears throat> All right, let's move over to uh, Schur's team. Obviously, well, let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Um, any concerns with him for the rest of the year? Yeah. I was concerned <laughs> last year. He just kind of... First on the scene after the quarter pole, but the dude is a lunatic. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm concerned that he might find himself standing on the sidelines soon. As crazy as it sounds, like he's becoming detrimental to the team. Like, I, I feel like he's affecting Eli in certain ways because if Eli doesn't look at him throwing the ball, he's going to come over and whine about it. He is turning into the new Terrell Owens. Oh, that's funny you said that. I was going to say he's the new Ocho Cinco. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're one of the same. And my, my dad said that he's the next T.O. too last night, so that's funny that we're on the page with those guys. He's acting like those guys, but I don't think he's, he's as good as those guys. <laughs> um, he's Come not. Come on, man. How good? What are you talking about? I know those guys are good, <laughs> but this dude is legitimate, too. I, I don't think. I, he's not certainly not as good as T.O. was. You love T.O. Certainly not as good as him. Ocho Cinco, maybe. Um... I'm concerned as well. This guy's crazy. Um, don't want my star player acting like that on the field. <laughs> it's just simple as that. I mean, obviously the guy's really talented. Um, you can't take that away. You know what he can do. It's, it's going to go one of two ways, I feel like. It's going to go where he turns into a monster like he has been. Or, like Ed said, he's going to find himself just playing himself out of the, out of the lineup. Or the, where he gets to the point where you just can't have him out there. And that's really hard to do in the NFL where... If you can play, you're out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a head case. But, I, I mean, for his sake, I, I mean, obviously you like to watch the guy play. I hope he, hope he figures it out mentally and you can see him out there. 
Um, one more follow-up question for Shane's team. Shane, will you ever get a logo? Um, I didn't even realize I didn't have one, but <laughs> now that you say it, I'll go get. I'll go get one. All right, let me know if you need help. I'm gonna need help. Um, are we allowed to like import logos? Is that, yeah. is that a cool thing? Yeah. All right. Then yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll find something. Um. All right. Who wins this matchup? Abusement Park versus Take Your Ball and Go Home. Well, first of all, do you think do you think Sure should get Carson Wentz this week? Would he be the quarterback you'd be targeting? Yeah, I think he is the only one to target. I think it's gonna be between him and uh, Butler. <clears throat> yeah, he's got to go get someone. Obviously, he doesn't have one on his roster right now that's playing. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> but yeah, Wentz, Wentz looks like the guy that you would want to uh, pick up for this week. All right, so who wins? I'll take. Uh, I'll take T-Bag, but I think it's a tight matchup. I think I like Sure's matchups this week. Shane. I'm going to take myself, T-Bag. Um, I like my matchups, and I think I'm going to score a lot of points this week. That's the uh, that's easily, hands down, the most clever thing you've ever done in your life is start calling your team T-Bag. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not a very clever person. That, that was clever. So... <laughs> uh, I just want to say I'm a little upset there was not a lot of Brady talk with the, the best player in the league coming back in week five. Um, I've seen so much Tom Brady stuff this week. I'm sick to my stomach about it. Does he dominate this week? Oh, Good yeah. question. Yeah, absolutely. I, so I heard some people on a podcast um, talking about how they may be rusty for the first half. <laughs> I think he throws four touchdowns this week. <laughs> okay. The Browns are awful. I agree. Eddie, you look like you want to throw up. Nah, I just don't talk about it. They let off, like, whatever the show is Berman does, or whoever, I don't know, the Sunday Night Primetime or whatever. They let off the recaps by saying TV 12 was bad. He didn't play this week. Before they recapped the game, they talked about Tom Brady. It's ridiculous. Love to hate him. I did wear my TV 12 shirt on Monday, by the way, to commemorate. You have a TV 12 shirt? It's just a Tom Brady 12 on the front, yeah. You have a Patriots shirt on right now. I do. You are full-blown, just no longer a Chiefs fan. Well, I can finally get some production from my Patriots. It's been a slow start, uh, but now Edelman should kick in, and Guskowski should be more of a factor, so it's good. It's good to be a teabagger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably have to explain to my dad what a teabagger is after this podcast, um, which won't, still won't beat the time in high school. I had to explain to a teacher what the shocker was. So, um, that's another story for another day. Final match of the week. The loser leaves town match. <clears throat> Denver Desert Dogs versus the Seawolves. Uh, winner is in the playoff hunt. Loser is probably selling next week. Um, that, that is if the losers fill. I will never sell. Ever, <laughs> no matter what. Until about week 10. But uh, start off with my team. Are we excited about John Brown yet? Because I am. Even with Drew Stanton playing this Never. Game. Never excited about John Brown. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to buy into the guy. Um, it's just how I feel about him. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I think he's a one-trick pony. I don't think he's very good. But I don't know. 
I just can't can't wrap my head around it. Led all of football last week in targets. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him either. All right, is, is you guys like Will Fuller? Let's talk about some maybe you guys do like. I feel like you guys might like him. Dude. Yeah, it's like three hundred rookie wide receivers, and the only one that's good I didn't get. Do like Will Fuller. I'm uh, really high on him coming into the draft, coming into this season. Uh, the guy can play. You think he has a good shot? Uh, first of all, Shane, I want to say thank you. Um, wasn't even an option for me until you brought him up in our preseason wide receiver podcast. So thank you for giving me some insight on Fuller. You got it. Um, do you think he has a chance to have a good matchup against the purple people eaters? Obviously, Rhodes will be on Hopkins most of the night. Um that gives me some hope, but that team's been tough. Trey Wayne's is really good. Who? Trey Wayne. Trey. Oh, I don't know who that is. He was off last year. There's about 10 games straight where he was one of the worst corners. They've, they've, like, they've adopted the Seattle backfield mantra, and they're just beating the snot out of people. Like, people can't run routes because they're just knocking the snot out of them. This defense is really good. They're, I, I love watching them. Yeah, this defense is loaded, um, and it starts their defensive line. I think is the best in the game right now. Um, they stop the run. You can't run the ball on them, so it makes it so tough to to pass because you just become one dimensional. Um, they don't have as many good pass rushers as Denver's defense makes Denver so dominant. But yeah, this, this defense is really tough. I, I don't like anyone going up against them. Borderline questionable statement here. This is like the first defense in probably like the last 30 years that's had two white safeties playing for them. Yes. Yeah. Who who are they again? Um, Is it Harrison Smith? Whiffed on both their names. Harrison Smith? Huh? Harrison Smith? Yeah, and I forget the other one's name. Should be Eric Weddle, man. I love that dude. <laughs> Sound like Gruden there. I love that guy. <laughs> um... What do you guys expect from Randall Cobb this week on the Seawolves? I feel like it's a good matchup for Green Bay. Um, but I feel like this is also a game that the Giants probably win. What do you guys think? I'll tell you what. Phil is very depressed. Um, spoke to him over the weekend. Um, he's already in golf mode. <laughs> so he's just trying to switch sports because um, his fantasy team's so bad. Said he whiffed on Cobb terribly. He doesn't, so he's obviously not expecting much. Um, but I think this might actually be a good matchup for Cobb. Uh, I think he actually does well this week. Um, but yeah, th- things aren't looking great. I-, I feel like the Seawolves have some decent players. I mean, obviously C.J. Anderson's off to a great start. Jordan Reed's been okay. He's been solid. Um, I don't know. Not as not as high on them as I was uh, early in the season. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always like a team like Green Bay coming out of the bye, so I don't. I don't think the Giants will be in this game. I think they really stink. Um, their offense is a disaster. I like Cobb just because I like the offense coming out of the bye. I think they're going to find ways to get in the ball. So yeah, I like it. Andrew Sandejo is the other safety. Okay, never heard of him. Gotta like Green Bay at home in prime time, right? Gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah. 
You love the home primetime thing. I do. I, I do think that is real. Um, true or false, I killed Phil's soul with the Sammy Watkins trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, you struck again there. Um, it's it's uncanny how you do it. Just trade away people and they seem to die. Um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be the what kind of breaks the Seawolves back here. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happened there. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you get a pink screen or something? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you got him. I, was, I looked like a complete idiot saying that I liked his side of the trade. I was more intrigued by the, the Watkins side. But there's not many things I don't say that end up being completely wrong this year. I feel like I'm clueless. It, it's just stupid that I, I tried so hard to get Corey Coleman. He doesn't trade him to me. John Brown's now relevant since I got him. Watkins goes on IR. <laughs> and sneaky thing that happened that no one really knows about. I offered him Mohamed Sanu for Justin Forsett last week and Phil let it die. Let the trade offer just expire. <laughs> it didn't make it. And <laughs> then now Forsett got cut. So it's like... Uh, just stupid stuff happening. Who you guys got winning this awful matchup of two of the worst teams in the league? I go with the dogs. Yeah, this is the Desert Dogs. Um, gonna get back on track here. I'm actually gonna take Phil. I'm actually gonna take Phil. I'm not gonna take it in the self-deprecating fashion that I normally do. Um, I just think I have some really tough matchups this week. Um, Philip Dorsett completely hit or miss. John Brown has Drew Stanton throwing the ball. Fuller against Minnesota. Who knows about Ryan Matthews? Gurley and Lacey are complete coin flips. Um, if I can't get a trade done, I'm probably going to start Jameis Winston this week. Obviously can't start Ryan at Denver. Um, Shane, definitely looking forward to watching that Monday night game with you in Aviva Las Vegas on Monday night. Yeah, going to be exciting. Going to bring my cam jersey. Um <laughs> I didn't buy Winston. Jersey, so. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. Looking forward to betting that game. Uh, see if we can find a good sports book. And uh, I think it's I think the line's six right now. The last time I looked, uh, gonna be interesting. It all depends depends on if Cam plays, I guess. Five thirty p.m. We'll be watching it, I guess. We will five thirty in the afternoon. We'll be watching yeah, Monday Night Football. That's awesome. That that's the best thing about being out west um, for primetime games. All right. I guess it's everybody's favorite part of the show that we're never prepared for. So let's take a quick 10 seconds here to start working on our bold predictions. Um, I will lead off with my quarterback um, quarterback prediction. My sneaky top 10 quarterback this week is going to be... Uh, God, I don't like any of them. Um, I'm going to go back to the well. Whoever is the Denver quarterback this week um, will be top 10. Lynch or Simeon. Got one, Shane? Well, I touched on earlier. I'm going to go with the Jets. Beat the Pittsburgh Steelers this week at Heinz. Um, I feel like this is a trap. It's I think, a trap. I think, the, I think the Jets get it done. 
I think you're dead wrong. We'll see. That's why it's bold. Yeah. I'm going to go with Terrence West, top five. Awesome, because that was going to be my next one, so now i got to go back to the drawing board. I'll go Fozzie Whitaker, top ten. Really trying to push me to get him in there, huh? I like it this week. Um, sorry, Storms. I'll keep beating up on you. But the franchise are under 60 points this week. Oh, my God. This is going to be abysmal. Uh, it's really not their fault. I mean, they, they're just all their good players. They're not playing. <laughs> um, their quarterback and their defense are going to be their two guys that score points. you got to send those guys like a Christmas card or something. <laughs> I do. i got to take, take them out to dinner or something. I feel bad, but they're two of the nicest people. They are, they are. I, 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 it's just a rough week when you have that many guys on by. I mean, I don't know where the points are going to come from. Washington Baltimore game. The line is at forty-five. I think it goes well over. Has the makings of a shootout. Like the quarterback play both teams are bringing. I think Kirk Cousins is finally starting to settle in with Jordan Reed. I think Flacco's doing it in kind of a sneaky fashion. Um, some points there. I like that one. Uh, my wide receiver prediction, no Tavon Austin, no Tyler Lockett. Obviously, he's on by this week. We're going to go Tajay Sharp, top 15 wide receiver this week. Love yourself some teabag, huh? Love yourself. Tajay Sharp, huh? Interesting. Uh, mine is going to be... The winner of Teabag versus Abusement Park will win the FAR division this year. Whoever wins this week will win the FAR division. You're not worried about ice cream? Nope. Why? They didn't spend any fab yet. Alright. <laughs> I think they're still the best team in the division. Even though I do like your team, as I've mentioned. You gonna hit us with a two for one ad? No, he's got He's got to give us his third bowl prediction, yeah. Uh, wait, me? Yeah. Yeah, you, Ed. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm going to go back up under five catches. Wow. All right, right back to you for the two for one. Did I get any right last week? I think you had one right. I forget which one it was, though. I have had Jetson Oakland. Oakland one, correct? Yeah. Yes. The Jets, Jets were bad. did not. The old Seahawks on the East Coast did not pan out for me. Uh, this week, Redskins plus three and a half against Baltimore. I'll continue to beat up on them. Took Oakland over them last week. We'll do it again with the Redskins. I think uh, Cousins is finally figuring it out a little bit. And I'm going to go Buffalo plus two against Los Angeles. Um... Going out to L.A. Could be tough. East Coast traveling West Coast, you know, it's a thing. Um, L.A. has kind of come on here a little bit in the last couple weeks, but I think as much as we beat up Rex Ryan in this show, every time his back's against the wall, somehow, some way, he seems to circle the wagons and <laughs> guys just play for him. And I think we saw that last week. They looked like a team that wanted to play for Rex. And no matter how awful of a coach you think he is, I think he's a great motivator. And I think he's kind of got this team on the right track and wanting to play for him. So, <laughs> Anytime you can throw a Chris Berman reference <laughs> out there, um, this show definitely appreciates it. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. 
So. You're making me want to change my flight to Sunday and get out there and uh, <laughs> put some of the, put some cash down on these games. Kind of like that Buffalo pick. And after that game, we will see the frozen tundra, the <laughs> Lambeau Field Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, it's week five in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Yeah, before we stop here, Ed, since we're going to be out there for the game, can you give us a, a quick Ed Mitchum special on what, what the take is on the Carolina-Tampa game? Gonna probably throw a hundo down on someone to make it interesting. <laughs> yeah, the Monday night game. Right now, there's no line on it on the book that I. Um, it's 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 six 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 and a half seven wherever you look somewhere in that range. Carolina favored. Carolina favored by six and a half or seven. Six and a half or seven. That's if Cam goes though, right? Yeah, I'd say it probably goes to four, three or four if Anderson's playing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd have to be Carolina. Yeah, that's tough. I, my gut's telling me Tampa, but the play might be the over. We'll, we'll see when we get out there. All right, so uh, we're going to try and catch the end here of Mad Bum and Thor. Thor is now out of the game. Uh, last night's game was a good one, so this one looks like it's shaping up to have a pretty fun ending, too. So signing off for Week 5. Thanks to the Steel Curtain and Teabag for joining me. Um, I'm your commish, Denver Desert Dog, hoping not to lose the Loser Leaves Town matchup this week. Good luck this week, and we'll talk to you guys uh, next week.